0: Hello, friend, and welcome back. Boy, there are some days I wish that I could see you right now. If you are, I don't know, drinking a cup of coffee or driving in the car or you uh, hear kids in the background or maybe you're dropping kids off at school, I don't know, I wish I could see you and that we could sit down at the table and have a cup of coffee together. I would love that because the truth is, I care about you way more than you know. I pray for you, and if you have reached out to me, I pray for you by name and your situation, and I would love to to hear from you. If you have never reached out to me, please feel free to email me, hop on over, find our Facebook group. I'll have it linked in the show notes, but I want to cheer you on and the reason that I want, wish I could picture kind of where you are and what you're doing is because I want you to hear my heart, and that's where this is coming from today. I just want to share some things with you that might be a little unconventional, like you've never heard them before, never really thought about them, but they're things that have changed my life, and because I care so much about you, I know that they could change your life too. So stay tuned, three things that have changed my spiritual growth and have really impacted my maturity level and how I am in relationship with God. Hey mama, welcome to Intimacy After Infidelity. Do you find yourself Googling, can a marriage survive infidelity or what's the first step to divorce? Do you wake up full of hope only to end the day with more shame when there's another stupid argument again? hey i'm christina joy forgiven daughter of jesus i too felt the shame of infidelity and wished someone had a road map for how to get out of the mess so i could experience freedom i kept telling myself i just needed to try harder to end the affair and fix my marriage until i found i needed jesus to heal some deep wounds in my heart through prayer lots of research and developing new healthy habits. I was able to find healing to shed my shame once and for all. Now I'm excited to share everything I've learned with you. So find your safe space and pop in that earbud. Let's rebuild your life and marriage better than it's ever been. I said this in the last episode, but I'm going to say it again. I am so thankful to have listeners from around the world. This podcast is ranking in the charts in the United States. In other countries like Egypt, Uganda, Australia, Singapore, ah, the list goes on. It is so exciting. So welcome. Please know that this is a safe space. I would love to connect with you more and get to hear your story, but I'm so thankful that we have crossed paths, that you give me your ear for a few minutes, and I just pray that what I share blesses you and encourages you and that you feel like you have a friend who gets it. I've been there, I've done that, I get it. So again, I'd love to connect with you, but please know that I love you and I am praying for you and I do hope that we can have a chat soon. So here are the things that I have done that are a little different than maybe what you've heard in other settings about how to grow spiritually. So I began this journey, gosh, I don't remember, several years ago, many, many years ago, where I started to realize that life is meant to be integrated and whole. A lot of times we try to compartmentalize, and I have work here and family here and marriage here and Jesus over here and friends over here, and everything is so so separated, so spread apart. But that's actually not the way God made us. We were made in a holistic way where our physical bodies affect our emotional health and our emotional health affects our physical bodies. And then you add in our spiritual health and our mental health and then our social lives. Literally all of it is connected. I'll just give you one example. This blew my mind when I first heard it you have probably heard or used the phrase stress eating. Well, think about that. When you are stressed, that's an emotional state that is um, discombobulated, for lack of a better word. It's unstable. So you're feeling the stress, and so then you start to eat. Well, do you find yourself eating salads and vegetables? Probably not. You're probably reaching for the carbs and the sugar. And what does that do? It... It feeds into your body in an unhealthy way, but then when your body is feeling unhealthy, then you stay stressed. Maybe you get sick. And so I think you get the idea. It's this cycle that that is not good. So how do you break the cycle? Well, I knew that I needed to grow spiritually, and I knew that it needed to integrate all the different parts of my life. So these three things touch all the different parts. And they work together to keep your whole being healthy. So the first one, scripture. If you want to grow spiritually, are you getting in the Bible? Friends, the Bible is literally God's words. God's words are the Bible. So if you are saying, I want to grow and I want to hear from God, open your Bible. Now, a couple things with that. Find a good translation that you understand and that you are comfortable with. Currently, my favorite is the NLT, the New Living Translation. It was something different for me that was just easier to digest. Um, I love the word choice that they have, but I didn't use the NLT forever. Before that, I love, and I still do love, the ESV because I know that it's very close to the original language and how it was written. And I'll be honest, when I was growing up as a kid, I was using the KJV or the King James version. So there is no right or wrong, but find one that works for you, that you can understand, and that you are excited about getting into God's word. Something else that really motivated me, about a year ago, I let myself buy a brand new Bible. And I got one that had extra wide margins. I think they called it like a journal Bible. And I can have it with me for my quiet time. I can take it to church and I can write, write notes in the margins. I have extra room. So just getting something brand new got me excited about it again. And I have been in that Bible just about every day since I got it. So what will it take for you to get excited about it? and then commit to doing it, to open your Bible, to find a reading plan, and then to stick with it. And if you need some more ideas on that, please reach out to me. I'd love to give you some more details of what I do to get into scripture. Okay, the next one, this is one you may not have heard before, sitting in silence. Yeah, literally, silence, So much of our time is spent talking. Specifically, you know, in prayer, we are talking to God. Absolutely. That is something you should be doing. We are told to pray without ceasing. But when was the last time you paused to listen to God? And it's fascinating. If you do some scientific research on silence, it actually affects our brains as well in a good way. Our brains need some silence. So one very easy habit that you could create is even before you open the Bible or maybe right after, you know, read a psalm and then close the Bible, set a timer for even two minutes. Just two minutes of silence could begin a habit that could radically transform how you hear from God. Now, if you're like me, I have four kids, two birds, a dog, and a husband. My house is not very silent very often, unless you're awake about 6 (laughs) a.m. But another way that you can practice this is turning off the radio in the car. So sometimes it is very good to sit still, have your body still and your mind silent. But it could also be something like in the car. Just reduce the noise. And in those moments, you're being intentional to listen to God, to focus your mind on him. I'm not talking about some of this new age stuff of like emptying your mind. I mean, you are focusing on God and you are just open to his spirit and his promptings and what he wants to tell you today. So read your scripture, listen to God's words but then also take some time to be silent and listen. God speaks in the silence. Okay, and then the third thing is this this Christian fancy word called Sabbath. And by that, I mean, it's this idea taken from the Bible, a 24-hour period where you pause from your work. Now, the cool thing about this is work looks different for everybody. A stay at home mom, her work is very different than the corporate woman who works 40 plus hours a week. Or maybe the businessman, speaking of your husbands, the businessman, his work is very different than someone who does landscaping. So you have to start by looking at your work and then realize that God has created this rhythm every single week. It's a rhythm and it's a gift to allow you to rest. So I kind of think of this like I need to carve into my week one 24-hour day, one 24-hour period, where I kind of do the opposite of what work is usually considered. So as a stay-at-home mom, my Sabbath might look like no dishes, no laundry, no serious cooking. You know, can you prepare something the day before so that it's, it's ready. Like, what's an easy, fun meal for the family? So I tell you that because Sabbath is a gift to bring you joy and delight. I used to find myself saying, man, this work is never ending. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I can't just stop working for my kids. But you know what? God gave it to me as a gift Because there is time I need to carve out to play and just laugh and do something that I enjoy. Maybe go take a walk or read a book or Sunday afternoon, take a nap. (laughs) Anybody else with me on that Sunday afternoon nap? So whatever it is, find some delight and some joy. And that is part of really self-care. I'm not talking self-care like go get your nails done and go get a massage, although those things are great. But taking care of yourself is just giving yourself space to be. The rest of the week, we are doing, doing, doing. Can you give yourself space to just be? God's got the world. Can you step back and let him be in charge for a full day? Recognize that God can keep the world spinning even without your help. So those are some ideas for you personally Now, if you can work these into your marriage, great. But when I started to do these for myself, because I wanted to grow in my relationship with God, then my husband started to notice the difference as well. Whether or not he chooses to do them, that's his own practice. That's his own life with God. But when I choose to do them with God, then I am growing in my relationship with him. And I promise you, sister, it does overflow to your family. When I am overworked, I'm not at my best. And boy, my family feels that. So take care of yourself in a holistic sort of way. And these were just a couple ideas to get you started on your life with God so that you can then pour over. You can have your cup filled and it will spill out in blessing to those around you. So I pray that you are blessed. And I would love to hear one way that you can take this with you. What's one habit that you can begin doing this weekend and next week uh, so that you can flourish and you can live in abundance to the life that God has called you to? So I love you. Take care of yourself and reach out anytime. I'd be more than happy to listen and to pray with you and send you a virtual hug. But blessings on you and your family. Hey mama, I hope today's episode encouraged your heart. If you need to talk about this some more, would you send me a message at christinajoycoaching.com? Also, please take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It thrills my heart to know this podcast is helping you heal your heart so you can shed the shame of your affair. I am cheering for you and I can't wait to hear your story. I'll meet you back here on Tuesdays and Thursdays for another episode. As always, be clothed with strength and dignity and laugh without fear of the future.